and they also get the ears of the politicians. No one ever asks, how come these foundations get to, to speak to the big politicians and world leaders? Why are they more important than the average citizen? Well, you'll find that in the parallel government idea that Carol Quigley was talking about, they are the parallel governments, these big foundations. And they, these, these foundations are, are funded by the biggest bankers on the planet. Some of them are owned by the biggest bankers on the planet. And they also front many, many other foundations. If you go through so many to find out where their funding comes from, and you can trace them all back to a handful. through the matrix, discussing how the big foundations all work together on the same agenda, not just to do with eugenics, but literally from their very inception, at least from the Cecil Rhodes Foundation, they were on the go certainly before that, but they came out openly about taking over the world's resources too, and that the world's resources were just uh, too important to be left in basically common private hands. Therefore, themselves being the natural elite who had proven it by acquiring incredible wealth over many, many centuries and uh, keeping a hold of it, uh, not having their offspring squander it because mainly they married into their own families and kept the money together. That was a good part of the reason. In fact, they married their nieces. If you look at the biggest bankers, and they still do. They decided, as I say, that uh, no, you couldn't have even farming or natural resources in the hands of, of the lesser private people. Therefore, throughout the 20th century, and we've seen it definitely after World War II, there was a role on, a role to basically persecute small businesses and put them all under. And we saw the rise, the big rise of international corporations. That's what Margaret Thatcher said was the agenda, that international corporations would be part of this new world order. And she gave speeches on the world order. That was the title of her speeches after she left politics. She said she belonged to the parallel government for this new world order. And so did all the other ex-prime ministers and presidents. They never stopped working. In fact, they can get more done behind the scenes because they're not answerable to the public. But getting back to their, one of their main causes of concern is about people. You see, they, they stay in their own basic belief system uh, that in a post-industrial society, in a post-even technological society, since everything's manufactured technological-wise pretty well in China, what use do we have? What use do we have for them? And because they're based on, on economics, remember, banks run on economics, that there's no human emotion involved in economics. It's just numbers. Therefore, there's too many useless eaters. And apparently, according to Bertrand and Russell and many other front people for these big foundations, we will become a problem one day. Therefore, they have to take care of it. That's why infertility has been increasing at a skyrocketing rate since the 1950s, since, in fact, the first polio injections were made mandatory in most countries. Well, here's an article here 
It's from the Telegraph. And I want to show you how they word it. Partly humorous to start it off. That's how they disarm you with humor. And it says here, genetic MOT for disease-free babies. And MOT is a Ministry of Transportation test that they give Europeans, mainly Britain, at their auto test every year, looking for pinholes to find you on and stuff like that. So they're liking it to, well, an annual normal thing. Then it says a genetic MOT, which can help. Now, IVF couples, in vitro fertilization couples. Now, why would it only be for IVF couples? Well, see, it's to help the poor souls. That's why. They always give you this to help the poor souls. That's how most laws come in. It's to help this and help that until it spreads across the board and we're all under a whole bunch of new laws. So they're trying to say it's going to help in vitro fertilization couples screen embryos to screen them. Now, they're already screening embryos, pretty well everybody's embryo, for Down syndrome and all the rest of it. And I've read articles where many uh, healthy babies have been aborted by mistakes and have given false readings. But it says here, to screen embryos for hereditary diseases, hereditary diseases, and have healthy babies that could be available in the UK within a year. Now, this is going to happen all over. Whatever happens in Britain, Britain takes the lead in all of this because this is international socialism or collectivism. That's the way the whole planet is to be run eventually. Now, remember, to have healthy babies, I've already written, read articles from big institutions where they're already considering, including the, the American Department of Psychology or Association of Psychologists, where they've gone into uh, the mental health of people too, according to their hereditary characteristics. Was daddy a troublemaker? Did daddy ever break the law? Did granddaddy ever do it? Or grandma? You see, that comes into it too, and we must never, ever forget that, because at the beginning, as I say, of the, of the 20th century, the big foundations openly had their own magazines out on eugenics called Eugenics Societies, with their perfect American families and so on, and he discussed without a qualm all those unhealthy, uh, low IQ types down the bottom, the ones who were prone to be criminals because they had a, a poverty gene in them. Well, that hasn't changed. Hasn't changed. So here's how they, they tell this idea to the people. Baby in a pink uh, baby glow suit. Uh, public landlord invents, well, here he goes, it's all this stuff about this particular thing. Scientific trials are set to begin on the groundbreaking technique which has been developed by British researchers and which they believe could eventually even eradicate, eradicate some inherited conditions like Huntington's chorea. Now, it's a screening method. How can you eradicate something when you're screening it unless you simply abort but the move will spark fears that the technology is moving towards creating designer babies because it could theoretically be used to screen out non-serious conditions or help couples have babies with designer traits such as blue eyes. So they've already taken us through a little maze there to throw us off track. However, its use would be heavily regulated in Britain. Well, we've seen how they heavily regulate stuff and how it simply expands in the other areas. Eh? And it's likely to be limited to extremely serious inherited diseases so likely to be limited, not definitely, likely to be limited to extremely serious inherited diseases. What if you have an asthma attack or something like that? 
£2,500 procedure removes the need for geneticists to spend months developing a test for a specific gene mutation, a technique called pre-implantation genetic diagnosis. Last year, the first child in Britain was born free from... Now, they haven't proven this yet. From a breast cancer gene. There's different, there's different breast cancers, different genes involved. But this is how they can mislead the public. Last year, the first child in Britain was born free from a breast cancer gene which raises the lifetime chance of developing disease to 80% after doctors use PGT-D. But only around 2% of 1,500 inherited diseases can be identified in this way. The new test compares defects in a couple's genes. Defects. Now, now you've got defects. You're all going to get classified with defective genes. In a couple's genes with that of their embryo, and scientists believe that it can identify almost all known genetic diseases. Absolute nonsense and bunkum. This is going to be used as a political tool. Because who runs it? Geneticists run it. What they taught right off the bat in genetics is all about eugenics. They now call themselves bioethicists instead of eugenicists because Hitler gave them a bad name. It is developed at the Bridge Centre in London. Scientists have successfully proven that the test can identify 100% of embryos with cystic fibrosis, clearing the way for clinical trials to begin later this year. And that's how they always give you the, the, the positive intro as they're launching something, be it a new pill, as a miracle cure, or, or, or whatever. That, that's how they do it. It's a PR, rah, rah, rah thing. Nothing but good, 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 good. But what it really is, is a method of increasing the abortion rate. Amongst what class? Guess what it will be at the end. You got it. That's what it will be. It's so interesting. It's so interesting how sure they are on certain things. Do you remember when they lost, launched Prozac? Prozac was going to be the miracle cure for all depressions and all mental problems. Until we found out the people that were on it had these violent attacks at times and mothers started shooting their families and, and children, etc. But when they launched it, none of that was mentioned. It was the most safest, perfect medication ever devised. Here's another one, just to show you. We all know about Merck is, Merck, the big uh, pharma corporation. It says, Merck not sure for trial, why trial AIDS vaccine failed in volunteers. We're not sure. Right? I, I thought these guys were always certain. When, when they're promoting stuff, they're always certain, aren't they? Last updated, November the 8th, 2007. 2007 this came by the Associated Press. New data on an experimental AIDS vaccine that failed to work, failed to work, shows volunteers who got the shots were far more likely to get infected with HIV through sex or other risky behavior than those who got dummy injections. What? How can that be? Those who got this new vaccine for HIV prevention had more chance getting HIV than those who got the dummy injections, the placebos. Well, how would that be? So the new details released Wednesday by drug maker Merck and Co. don't answer the crucial question of whether the vaccine's failure also spells doom for many similar AIDS vaccines now in testing. Did they give these people the AIDS? 
in the, in, the, in the vaccine because the people with the dummy injections didn't get the problem. It says, and researchers weren't sure why more of the vaccinated volunteers wound up getting HIV than those who got the dummy shots. Merck, based in White House Station in New Jersey, announced September 21st that it was stopping the study because the vaccine didn't work. It was a stunning setback in the push to develop an AIDS vaccine. Amazing how they're so positive on things when they want. See, they didn't put enough PR and publicity into fudging the figures for this one. I'll be back with more after these messages. from a, a billion sources every day they generally all get their same sources from the one source either AP or Reuters or someone, something like that and it goes across the whole world as though it's just fact it's, it's astonishing how it, it's worked and we know too that techniques of PR use repetition we found that with the weapons of mass destruction and some of the policy advisors and uh, on the, the president's board actually admitted that they, they go into these meetings they tell everybody involved to use these particular terms or phrases to the, when they're talking to the media. And it, it just comes into the consciousness of the public through osmosis. We don't think it through weapons of mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction, stuff like that. It's a psycholinguistics. It works very, very well on repetition. I've talked before, though, about how the big foundations and their thousand points of light, their thousand points of light, you see, are the non-governmental organizations that are funded by the big foundations. That's what Bush Sr. was talking about uh, when he gave his New World Order speech on September the 11th, 1990, and then on September the 11th, 1991. They do love their dates. Well, see, part of the destabilization process of other countries is to send in NGOs. I read recently an article uh, where Putin uh, in uh, Russia was actually throwing out various NGO groups that come in from the West because he knew what they're all about, destabilization, alteration. And we have seen this over the last couple of years across Europe, the ex-Soviet countries, where we saw the Orange Revolution and the Green Revolution and stuff like that. Well, these are organized and funded by your tax money generally, with money as well from the big foundations and run as covert warfare operations. In the Department of Defense's 90-page report, they talk about the use of what they call hard uh, force and soft force. Under soft force comes the NGOs, the well-organized, and that's the key to it, organization, the well-organized NGO groups who will go into countries and destabilize from within. We're seeing it too happen in Iran right now. They've been there for over two years now and also in the American copycat version for their Department of Defense the US which was right on par with, with, with what they see for the next 30, 40, 50 years happening as the British one and NATO they also talked about the use of soft force 
Well, that's the NGOs. Well, here's an article about it from Global Research, July the 1st, 2009. In his new book, Full Spectrum Dominance, Totalitarian Democracy in the New World Order, F. William Engdahl explained a new form of U.S. covert warfare first played out in Belgrade, Serbia, in the year 2000. What appeared to be a spontaneous and genuine political movement was a product of techniques developed in America over decades. In the 1990s, RAND Corporation, that's one amazing corporation, the RAND Corporation strategists developed the concept of swarming to explain communication patterns and movement of bees and other insects which they applied to military conflict by other means. In Belgrade, key organizations were involved in the and you saw the demonstrations, including the National Endowment for Democracy, NED, the International Republican Institute, IRI, the National Democratic Institute, there was a few other ones as well. USAID is a big one in it. Posing as independent NGOs, non-governmental organizations, they are, in fact, US-funded organizations charged with disruptively subverting democracy and instigating regime changes through non-violent strikes, mass street protests, major media agitprop, and that's what they call it, agitprop, agitation, and whatever else it takes short of military conflict. That's what you call soft force. But they're well-funded, well-organized. They're given all these flags, their colors, and so on, to make it look from us in the West as though it's an in-house thing that's happening, an in-country conflict. And these people, these young people, must really want this. This is all designed by the West. Engdahl cited Washington Post writer Michael Dobbs' first-hand account of how the Clinton administration engineered Slobodan Milosevic's removal after he survived the 1990s Balkan Wars, 78 days of NATO bombing in 1999, and major street uprisings against him. A $41 million campaign was run out of American Ambassador Richard Miles' office. It involved the U.S.-funded consultants handing everything, including popularity polls, training thousands of opposition activists, and helping to organize a vitally important parallel vote count. That was in the papers. Thousands of spray paint cans were used by student activists to scrawl anti-Milosevic graffiti on walls across Serbia and throughout the country. Around 2.5 million stickers featured the slogan, Gotovje meaning he's finished. Preparations included opposition leader training in non-violent resistance techniques at a Budapest-Hungary seminar on matters like organizing strikes, communicating with symbols, it's a very important one, overcoming fear and undermining the authority of a dictatorial regime. U.S. experts were in charge incorporating, incorporating RAND corporations' swarming concepts. GPS satellite images were used to direct what appeared to be spontaneous hit-and-run protests, able to elude the police or military. Meanwhile, CNN was carefully prepositioned to project images around the world of these youthful, non-violent protesters. More after the following break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
this is Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix, reading an article about what's called the color revolution. They love to give them colors like the orange revolution, etc. But they're actually highly specialized, well-organized, and heavily funded uh, parts of warfare. It's called soft force, soft force. It says here in this article uh, that... Um, Milosevic was deposed by a successful high-tech coup that became the hallmark of the U.S. defense policies under Rumsfeld at the Pentagon. It became the civilian counterpart to its revolution in military affairs doctrine using highly mobile, weaponized small groups directed by real-time intelligence and communication. Uh, I don't know if people know it. They've got a, a, a part of... Uh, the Pentagon, basically, that's called revolutionary democracy, where they go in with using these techniques and using authorized NGO groups who are highly trained and well-funded to disrupt from within. And that's what they call revolutionary democracy. Now, it's not the democracy that we think of either, because they don't want national democracy across the world anywhere. It's international socialism. It's really what they're pushing. It says here, too, especially new was the use of the Internet, including chat rooms, instant messaging, and blog sites, as well as cell phone, verbal, and SMS text messaging technologies, only available since the mid-1990s. Now, it's okay when governments use civilian NGOs to go in and do this and create terror and so on. But God help you if, if you say the wrong thing on the Internet. It's amazing the hypocrisy, isn't it? Amazing. It says here in 2003, Georgia's bloodless Rose Revolution, remember that one? It's not that long ago. Replaced Edward Shervanadze with Michael Saakashvili, a U.S.-installed stooge whom Engdahl calls a ruthless and corrupt totalitarian who is tied not only to NATO, but also to the Israeli military and intelligence establishment. Shervanadze became a liability when he began dealing with Russia on energy pipelines and privatizations. Efforts to replace him played out as follows, and note the similarities to events in Iran after claims of electoral fraud. Georgia held parliamentary elections on November the 2nd. Without evidence, pro-Western international observers called them unfair. Saakashvili claimed he won. He and the United Opposition called for protests and civil disobedience. Remember that? They began in mid-November in the capital of Tbilisi, then spread throughout the country. They peaked on November 22nd, Parliament's scheduled opening day. While it met, Saakashvili led supporters placed roses in the barrels of soldiers' rifles, seized the Parliament building, interrupted Shevardnadze's speech, and forced him to flee for his safety. Saakashvili declared a state of emergency, mobilized troops and police, met with uh, Shevardnadze and Zurab Zvania, the former Parliament Speaker and Choice for New Prime Minister, and apparently convinced the Georgian President to resign. Celebrations erupted, a temporary President was installed, Georgia's Supreme Court annulled the elections, and on January the 4th, 2004, Saakashvili was elected and inaugurated President on January the 25th. New Parliament elections were held on March the 28th. Saakashvili supporters used heavy-handed tactics to gain full control with strong U.S. batting, backing and plotting and executing his rise to power. U.S.-funded NGOs, non-governmental organizations, were also involved, including George Soros's Open Society, Georgia Foundation, Freedom House, NED, others tied to the Washington establishment, 
and Richard Miles after leaving his Belgrade post to serve first as ambassador to Bulgaria from 1999 to 2002, then Georgia from 2002 to 2005, to perform the same service there as against Milosevic. Ukraine's, do you remember the, the Orange Revolution in Ukraine? It followed a similar pattern to Georgia and now Iran after Viktor Yanukovych won the November 21st, 2004 runoff election against Viktor Yukushenko. It erupted following unsubstantial claims of fraud. It's always unsubstantiated, you see. Yanukovych favoured openness to the West but represented a pro-Russian constituency and was cool towards joining NATO. Washington-backed Yushchenko, a former governor of Ukraine's Central Bank, whose wife was a U.S. citizen and former official in the region and George Herbert Walker Bush's administrations. He favoured NATO and EU membership and waged a campaign with the colour orange prominently featured. Well, guess who supplied all the orange stuff? The media picked it up and touted his orange revolution against the country's Moscow-backed old guard. Mass street protests were organised, as well as civil disobedience sit-ins and general strikes. They succeeded when Ukraine's Supreme Court annulled the runoff result and ordered a new election for December 26, 2004. Yushchenko won and it was inaugurated on January 23, 2005. So that's a book out now and how it's all orchestrated. And these big United Nations backed and approved NGOs, non-governmental organizations, are also working for the Pentagon. That's why the real grassroots guys don't even get acknowledged by the United Nations. They're all working towards this socialist, collectivist world system run by a fascist elite at the top. They run on communistic lines for all those down below with masses of levels of bureaucrats running our lives from birth to death. And they have unlimited financing, both our tax money, backing them, and the big foundations, the parallel governments. That's how it really, really works in the real world. But to the viewers back home, we're all sitting confused, thinking, well, I guess these people really, really want this guy to get in. And they have no idea, none at all, what's really, really going on. I remember reading an article from, the, I think it was um, the Boston Globe, but it was throughout all major U.S. media at the time, when an advisor to President Bush was talking to the media, and he said, he said, we'll give you your reality. He says, and when we change a reality for you, you'll follow that reality, and you'll write about it too, and then we'll change it again, and you'll all follow the new reality. He says, reality is whatever we say it is whatever we give you. That's how we're all treated the same way. And sure enough, they do give the majority of people what they think is reality. And it's all illusion and camera shots and PR and repetition. Now, I'll go to the phones now, and I've got, uh, I've got Laura from Illinois. Is Laura there? Hello? Yes. Hi, Ellen. Um, in regards to, uh, just to add to this, uh, as far as the illusions created, a really excellent movie to watch, um, a documentary is called Control Room about Al Jazeera. Yes. And this thing is, it, it covers a lot of things, but in there you'll see them actually, they'll be sitting in the newsroom, and you'll see them all watching this broadcast come out, 
from uh, America, CNN, mm -hmm. about the troops coming in, or, or and and also pulling down the uh, statue in Baghdad. That's right. And they're all and they're all sitting there going. They're looking out on the roads. There's no troops. And then when they hit the the, the statue, the first comments coming out is, "Those aren't Iraqis. Where'd they get these people?" Yeah. And, and then he panned back uh, years afterwards and showed you that the U.S. tanks with chains pulling it down. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 it's all staged. There's another real good, and I can't remember the name of it. It's um, it was down in Venezuela when uh, uh, what's his name, Shred, uh, was was um, they tried to overthrow him. Yeah, Hugo Chavez when they tried yes. to to overthrow him, and it'll show the the media coming out and the propaganda. And now it's much cruder than what we get here in the States, but you'll recognize it. And it's just, it's a real good eye opener to people who don't really realize, don't really get a full grasp of the fact that it's just all staged, all of it. Yes, right. even, even the fact they put an embedded reporters. What does embedded mean? Uh, if one reporter was embedded with the military and he was writing articles about atrocities of the military, he'd be dead. Yeah. So these guys are all on board them, with the agenda. Some of them did go uh, go that way uh, in the very beginning. I have a comment about that, your, that AIDS vaccine article. Yeah. Yeah. I think it went perfectly for them. I don't think they were worried about botching numbers at all. I think it was a mm -hmm. staged thing to say that we tried to make a vaccine. Mm -hmm. After getting billions of dollars, that's right. Yeah, right. But it just didn't work. And then they, what they probably did, and this is just my mind, because uh, is they probably perfected it, and now that stuff will be slipped into all the rest of the things. You, you, could, be, you, could, be, you could be right on. I mean, here we are reading about the subterfuge that goes on in everyday life across the world, and, of course, they couldn't do it in that area. Of course they'd do it in that area, too. Of course they would. Sure they, and, and, you know, uh, two bangs for the buck, if not even more. Yes. And then one last thing, if I can, um, the global warming scare. Yeah. I'm seeing this not, um, you know, I, down here in the field, you know, everybody is, you're always around people who just don't get it, okay? Mm -hmm. And you got the, you got your left and your right, and they're still pointing fingers and playing this silly game. And not, nobody believes in it. And yeah. I'm wondering if, if they're going to step back and go to a second thing to try and get a scare, because I'm starting to see a lot of weird stuff out about yeah. the, the alien. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, if they don't, don't fall back to that one. Yeah, or the, the photon belt. When they pass through a photon belt and suddenly become gods and all the evil people will perish. That's, that's been the New Age I'll stuff for they, years. I'll, I'll bet you they pull that rabbit out of the head. <laughs> I know. You, you, it's monotonous, isn't it? Yeah. I know, I know. All right, I'll let you go. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming. Another good movie to watch, too, is Wag the Dog. That's an excellent expose on what they actually did eventually uh, with Yugoslavia and Bosnia, uh, and even had the, the right names and right countries involved before the war began, and they played it out just the way it was played out in reality a year or so later. Uh, Wag the Dog, definitely see that. Also, for the genetic um, testing and enhancement, etc., uh, look at the movie, the movie Gattaca, where they, they, they create a, a new uh, class, a, a superior class of those who are genetically enhanced, etc., who get all the jobs. This is not science fiction, really. This is all, in fact, it's been discussed in universities after the movie came out, Gattaca. Well worth seeing. And now we'll go back to the, the phones and...
Who do we have here? We've got Deborah in Baltimore. Hello, Deborah. Hi, Alan. How are you? Not so bad. <laughs> it's it's unreal. Now you've yeah. got um, the CEO of the lovely Rupert Murdoch saying that bloggers should all be jailed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how do you how do you not crack up entirely reading this man's words? I'm, mm-hmm. It's yes. because bloggers, my God, they might actually expose them. Oh, oh God, God forbid, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's the whole key. These guys literally have told so many lies. And, and the beauty of it so far is that just like the king has no clothes, it takes a child or someone just saying something simply uh, with facts behind it and very short and simple, and you can break the spell. And they hate that. They hate that, that people breaking and, the spell. And yeah. it. So I'm wondering how that's all going to kind of like fold. Is that going to fold into the hate crime bill? How yeah. does that all kind of, you know, bloggers, oh, my God, they're a threat. Well, they're, they're already calling it low-level terrorism, officially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anybody who disagrees with the so-called government mm-hmm. um, on any any anything whether you disagree on the global warming scam or you disagree on the official 9-11 story you're all terrorists now that's correct and that's the only way they can go now that's the only way they can go is to make examples terrify people by long journal certain sentences or or stuff like that to to quieten them down because um uh, they continue speaking the truth or they just come down on us there's no other option no, and it, it just, you know, but just on the face of it, how ridiculous is that? The, you know, any sane or, or thinking person is going to say, well, you know, you take whatever you read, see here with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Not everything on the Internet is 100% factual. You have to understand that there are government-paid agents out there. Um, I've read the articles where they have teams of specialists that go in and and to get chatty and people in chat rooms and then infiltrate and then get a following and use them to bombard people with, with hate mail and stuff. But it's government agents that are doing it. Right. And, yeah. you know, and what I've always said to people is, you know, be an individual. You are an individual. You're a sovereign person. Mm-hmm. You don't need to belong to Group A, Group B, Group C, whatever. Yep. You, you have... don't get a fancy cap for the gang. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't need a gang. I don't That's need it. a following. Yep. You know, and nobody does. And as long as people maintain that individual status, you know, this is what they can't fight. They can't fight that you're a sovereign. And they hate it. They, they have said at the United Nations openly... Uh, that the cause of all wars is individuality. Not kidding. And therefore, the enemy of the, the perfect utopia, the world peace, is, the, is individuality. It must be that destroyed. That would make me an individual um, enemy of the world. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. But that's where they've gone with it, and they're, they're going to go a lot further. And it will. Be, I mean, we're already living in fantasy land when you listen to the guys at the top with their declarations as they keep piling laws and rules on us all what to say, what to, what, how to behave what to eat, what not to eat 
great. how heavy you should be, how light you should be, uh, how your now child should now be, your color eyes. Now they're blaming, oh, you've got all these fat people. Yeah. Well, my God, you know, they can't afford anything else but the dollar menu at McDonald's. And also the stuff they've been forced with the GMO and plus all the stuff they put in the animals. But it's mainly the oils now where they cannot tolerate it. It gets stored as fat and you cannot take it off. And the scientists at the top know this. The, the bioengineered the people were seeing the end product of it. And, um, and, and also, don't forget, it's the United Nations who got all the countries to, to, to sign, I mean sign, after the war on smoking, which the UN declared the war on obesity. So it's from the United Nations again, this whole PR spin. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's just, it's horrible because it's the, it's the people that have no money and no hope. But it's also designed to stigmatize another segment of society, you see, yeah. and yeah. create fear within people and so on, and give more, government more regulation over personal lives right down to what you eat and how much you weigh and so on. Yeah, yeah and, it's, and it's horrific because these are the people that are going to be targeted, and at least in the area that I live, they have nothing. No. I mean, they're, no. they're, they're just barely eking by. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, they're eating whatever fills them up, potatoes, uh, junk food. Cheap. Yeah. It's yeah. cheap, but all the all the stuff that you buy nowadays, if you're if you're buying processed stuff and all the rest of it, contains these oils. The body cannot uh, it'll store them as fat. It can't reconvert them. And once you're 30 pounds over, you never get it off. And, and that's from the top guys have tried and tried. This is bioengineering, absolutely. Right. But uh, there's a there's a break coming, so we're back with more after these messages. This is Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix. Now we'll go to Dan from Tennessee. Hi, Alan. Hello. (laughs) Did you make reference to this article from UPI? From uh, I kind of caught your show uh, mid-broadcast about Netanyahu uh, Mm -hmm. attacking Iran with television. Um, I I think I have in the past. All this, all the the topics I mentioned. Well, let me let me let me tell you this. This is from 2002. Uh-huh. Um, UPI says a former Israeli prime minister Thursday called upon the United States to effect regime change in both Iraq and Iran, prescribing a military invasion to topple the government in Baghdad and the transmission of uh, ribald, I guess, television programming via satellite into Persia, where he said the influx of pop culture would prove subversive to the conservative Islamic regime, citing the hundreds of thousands of satellite television dishes in Iran. Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, yeah, and I know, I know all that. But the thing is, too, that was even in the the, the U.S. Um, military's own magazine. I read that on the air, mm-hmm. but they said that they would bring in um, uh, subversive culture. Actually, what they said was uh, one of the lowest subversive cultures into the rest of the world because they said the rest of the world wants it. They were talking about bringing in the American low culture that's been given to the public here and, and there's a, there's across a- the world. There's a good movie, um, if you haven't seen it, it's called Nose, uh, Iranian style. It's about the uh, um, uh, epidemic of nose jobs in Iran. Because I don't know about that. Yeah, it's, yeah. I know they had, they had what they had in, in Iran, 
is a service going on right now where they'll give you sex changes. That was on public broadcasting just a few nights ago. Right. It's uh, it's like apparently there's a, you know, plastic surgery is a big thing in Iran right now to change, um, you know, the way even Iranians look to try to look more Western. Now. Oh yeah, Iran is not the country that people think it is. Iran is is uh, apart from the. The, the actual smaller religious groups there are in Iran, most people in Iran are, are almost atheistic, you know. Right. Hey, you know... Uh, and and they're, all, they're all for grabbing what they think is democracy. They have no idea what democracy really is. We've been losing, if we ever had it, if we ever had it, we've been losing it all along. But these right. people over there don't know that. Yeah. You know, um, just kind of as an aside, um, I don't... You know, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this, but I remember back in... Um, uh, like the, the late 70s, after Bon Scott from ACDC died, his sister was uh, interviewed on Westwood One. Her name is uh, Adelaire Kinnear. Yeah. And uh, she was trying to put to rest a rumor that ACDC, the acronym, stood for Antichrist, Devil's Child. And she said her brother, who died of an alcohol overdose, told her, that it was called Aleister Crowley Death Cult. That's what ACDC stood for. <laughs> well, I tell you, I don't know if it was or not, but um, all through that era, almost every group that there was, and right up to the present day, uh, were definitely into Crowley. It's even on the Beatles album, Sgt. Pepper, you'll see it on the front page, all their heroes and Aleister Crowley's there, along with uh, Marx and Lenin and so on. Yeah. She Amazing. said that he was... But, but they do put it right in your face, and they all join the, the OTO. Uh, that's the big movement for the New Age uh, Masonic movement. But thanks for calling. That's the music for tonight. So, from Hamish myself in Ontario, Canada, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you.